Well, it was just last week I was talking about this so-called wave of elephant mosquitoes that have been swarming southeast Queensland lately. If any of you have spotted some of these suckers around your place, well, they're gigantic. And I was on the sunny coast at the weekend, and I swear to God, I, we, we were bitten. Uh, we were outside, and uh, I swear to God, uh, w- there was one there. It was as big as a five-cent coin. Now, today it's been confirmed that because of these things, there's now a significant risk of Queenslanders catching Ross River virus. Chief Health Officer Dr John Gerard and Queensland Health have announced that across nine different uh, local governments, 31 different mozzie trap locations came back positive for Ross River virus detection. And 3,381 cases of infectious Queenslanders have already been identified. So it's real and it's an issue. And look, Ross River virus isn't new to Queensland, but it's definitely something uh, that we can forget, especially with what's going on with COVID and other infectious diseases. So I've invited the Director of Infectious Diseases at the MARTA, Dr. Paul Griffin, onto 4BC Drive today to give us a, a refresher course, if you like, on what we need to know. Paul, thanks again for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Queensland Health says those numbers I just rattled off represent a significant uptick in Ross River virus in Queensland. Are you concerned about those uh, figures, uh, Paul? Look, it certainly is an indicator there's a lot of activity in the mosquitoes right now. And unfortunately, with a virus like this, when there's activity in the mosquitoes, it means that human cases will almost certainly follow. And the reason we want to get that message out there at the moment is there's a lot people can do to prevent it, but there's nothing we can do to treat it really well anyway once people get it. So it's really about understanding how to prevent getting bitten to reduce your risk of getting infected. Does that mean just more mortine or more Aerogard? How, how do we handle it? Yeah, basically, but there's a, a few things you can do. So certainly using a, a good insect repellent whenever you're outdoors, and DEET is the one that we use, but you can get stronger versions of that that are usually called uh, extra strength or tropical strength, so more than 20%, for example, is is the way to go. But then physical barriers as well, like things like fly screens on your, your windows or long sleeves and pants, particularly if you're out at dawn and dusk when these mosquitoes can be most active. So those sort of things to avoid it, uh, getting bitten is the best way of not having to to get infected with this virus. Paul, I lived in uh, Townsville for three years and, of course, uh, the river up there is called the Ross River uh, and we're obviously very, very uh, on guard when it came to this particular virus. What is Ross River, uh, the virus? What are the symptoms? And, and you know, what do people have to do uh, once, they, once they actually do have the disease? Yeah, look, it is a virus that uh, has been around in Australia for some time and named after after that river. And, you know, we, we see a variable number of cases each and every year all the way through Queensland. And, you know, this year is looking to be a high one with the activity in the mosquitoes. The, the sort of things this virus does is it's, it's notorious for causing joint symptoms, so sore and swollen joints, as well as a fatigue sort of syndrome. So a lot of people that get this infection can be, you know, laid up with significant fatigue for weeks or months after getting it. And some of the other things include fever and a rash like most viruses as well but it's particularly the joint symptoms and the fatigue that are a hallmark of significant Ross River infection and that's why it certainly is worthwhile heeding this advice and trying to prevent getting infected. Is the virus only linked to a certain type of mosquito like the the one I referred to the the elephant mosquito? 
There's actually quite a few uh, different mosquitoes that can carry it, but the Aedes and the Culex type mosquitoes can uh, carry this virus around. So, yeah, there's um, you can't really tell apart the, the different types of mosquitoes or, or avoid one or the other. It's really important to try and, uh, you know, just protect yourself against all mosquito bites for, for the next few weeks, uh, at least, while that activity is very high. Now, I also understand that you personally have done some background research into this virus specifically. What have you been looking at and what have you found? Yeah, so um, previously so there's still no vaccine and um, nothing really to treat people that were affected with those joint symptoms. So we're involved in some work repurposing a, an anti-inflammatory type medication that has um, approval for another indication and, and using it for the joint symptoms of Ross River. And it actually worked really well. So that, that medication should hopefully be available for this sort of an indication uh, in the not-too-distant future because the, the patients that we gave this to, their joint symptoms improved uh, more quickly in a very significant way. So um, that is something that we're looking into and hopefully will be available in a more widespread way, not uh, too far away. Now, I know we don't have malaria in this country, but what's the difference between Ross River virus and, and malaria? Yeah, very different, uh, basically, in, in every way. So malaria is a, a parasite and, and one that can and, and does cause very severe disease. And um, we don't have uh, malaria being transmitted in this country, not for, for some time, but uh, we do actually have the, the right types of mosquitoes, particularly in, in northern Queensland. So um, malaria is, is something that, um, you know, is a really big problem and we're fortunate that we we're able to uh, not, not have that still be transmitted in our country at the moment, at least. Now, if anyone or their kids do fall sick, what should they do? Yeah, well, like all these things, if, if you're unwell and particularly if you have any concerning symptoms, then certainly seek medical attention. That's that's the best thing. We have tests for this. So those tests are a little bit unreliable and a bit hard to interpret. So, um, you know, certainly people have persisting symptoms and it's it's not clear what's going on. Then uh, seeking a, a specialist opinion, like that's what uh, what we do as infectious diseases specialists, is see people with, with these sorts of things and, and resolve uh, th- those test results and, and give people the best advice on how to get better. But the, it's we can reassure people, though, that most... Most people that get this don't go on to the more severe symptoms of that really nasty fatigue or bad joint symptoms. But, um, you know, again, the, the best way of making sure that doesn't happen is uh, avoiding getting bitten by the mosquitoes in the first instance so you don't get infected. And just before we go, Paul, what's the latest on COVID? Are, are we seeing it settling down or are we still on that surge? There's some early indicators that maybe we're past the, the most recent peak, but it's really way too soon to, to start getting complacent and uh, spreading reassuring messages. There's still over 300 people in Queensland hospitals at the moment. We're still seeing you know, new people getting admitted every day and, and quite a bit of transmission. So timely reminder about COVID. And of course, we do have a great vaccine for that. It's just being terribly underutilised at the moment. So if you're not sure if you're eligible, speak to your GP or pharmacist and get that booster if you are eligible. Paul, is there any reason why the vaccine take-up rate has, has dropped off so alarmingly? Is there any research on that? Yeah, there's lots of great people looking into this, uh, and I think it's a, a complex issue. I think you know, there's fatigue, and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding for the role of vaccines, people saying it doesn't work because you can still get infected. But you know, the, these vaccines certainly do not prevent 100% of infections. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the case numbers that we're seeing. But what they do is greatly modify people's trajectory. So if you're recently vaccinated, people with these updated vaccines, you're far less likely to end up in hospital, far less likely to get severe disease, and, and definitely less likely to to come to this virus. So, you know, that, those vaccines still work uh, really well and, and that's why we need to address some of that information, make sure people understand they are definitely safe and effective and, you know, a really important tool in us keeping the, the lid on COVID so it doesn't uh, continue to cause big problems for us. 
Dr. Paul Griffin, uh, always appreciate your time on 4BC Drive. Thanks. Thanks for having me. There is Dr. Paul Griffin, Director of Infectious Diseases at the MARTA. Uh, he certainly knows his stuff and we always appreciate his time. We know how busy he is.